0: been paying attention, you know the global economy is transforming. The BRICS nations want to see the end of the dollar reserve currency, and many countries are joining their effort. The Western banking system is the most fragile it's been since 2008. The highly respected Weiss Research Group accurately provided advance warning on which banks are going to fail with 99.3% accuracy after the 2008 crisis. They are now predicting that a whopping 4,243 banks are vulnerable to failure, and 1,210 of those banks face imminent failure. When this situation comes to pass, it will dwarf the 2008 banking crisis. The only asset that has historically weathered a storm this severe has been precious metals. It has never been a better time to buy gold and silver to protect your family. Contact Miles Franklin at info at Tell them Sarah sent me. And you will get the best service and the best prices on gold and silver in the country. That is a guarantee from them to me. Remember, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me. Do this now to protect your assets and the ones you love.
1: You heard about Russia amassing troops and tanks on the border back Inful. in February, yeah. January and February. Right. But what you didn't hear about was that on the other border, the border of uh, Donbass and Ukraine, uh, the Ukrainians were amassing their tanks and their troops, and they were going to go in and take Donbass by force. It, that's why the war started when it did, because the Ukrainian government was sending troops in full force to basically take over the region.
0: Yeah, and people just didn't realize what was actually happening there. But let's talk about the, the bioweapons labs, because that seems like it's a huge sure. aspect of this what they're trying to cover up especially with what was with, with you know with COVID yeah. and all that what did you find because you actually saw him when you were on the ground what are we hearing with the bioweapons welcome to business game changers i'm sarah westall i have john mark dugan coming back to the program he's one of my favorite people And it's because he has so much integrity. He has asylum in Russia right now. And that's because he's been hunted down because he was exposing corruption. And if you followed my show over the years, you'll know about his story. And you'll know about all the different things that we covered together from the Epstein files that he had on his server as a whistleblower. He was supporting whistleblowers too. The coverage of the Barisma. we had a Barisma account executive that was ready to release names and all the stories behind that. If you go to sarahwestall.com and you search for John Mark Dugan, you'll be just able to see a lot of those shows that we did together that really blew the lid off a lot of these topics. And he was right in the middle of those things, and I was there with him, and it was just some of the craziness that we covered over the years. But now, over the last couple of years, he's been on the front lines in the Donbass region. He got a press pass with the Russian military and was able to get into the Donbass region, so he's been covering that. He's on their hit list for journalists, and you know they're trying to take out the journalists that are covering what's going on in Ukraine from and trying to get to the truth. We used to go like in Vietnam, we used to go on the front lines and share with the people what's going on in these wars so that people could make good decisions. That's not happening anymore. They're completely locking it down and controlling the narrative. And so people like him are a rarity. He's one of the only Western journalists in the world who's actually been on the ground covering what's going on in Ukraine. And that is priceless to us. We need to know what's going on so that we can make decisions and push our politicians to do what's right. Of course, it's one uh, viewpoint, and you're going to hear his viewpoint. You're going to hear stories on the ground in the Donbass region. He has a book out, and I'm going to have the link below so that you can purchase a book. He's only making like a dollar a book. He wants to get this information out there. And it's important that we see what's going on in the ground. We used to we used to value that. The journalists on the ground in these wars was valuable information. Even during the Iraq war or other wars, at least they pretended to be on the ground or in the wars giving you information. They're not even trying to do that anymore. And people are i mean it's just incredible so i hope you value this information because you're just not going to get it elsewhere and before we get into this i want to tell you about the freedom buying club and the fact that all of the products that you can get from the Freedom buying club is are made in the united states they're clean from detoxing your home all these cleaning products that'll just detox your home from washing your clothes to toothpaste to all these things but i love the meat They have grade A choice beef that are raised on on a cattle farms in the United States by their mothers, by ranchers that don't terrorize them. They're with their moms the whole time and they don't get antibiotics. They don't get the mRNA vaccine injected into them. It's clean and you can get just what you want, packs to your door for less than you can get this quality meat in the whole food stores, you know, the food stores that actually carry this quality, which is pretty rare in and of itself, you can get that at better prices. But the other thing that people need to know is most of the grass-fed beef that they claim to be selling in Costco or Club, those aren't even from the United States. And beyond the fact that they're grass-fed, we don't know, are they getting the mRNA vaccine? I mean, do you want that crap in your body? This does not have that. So go to freedombuyingclub.com and you can get information and join as well. And you're going to have to fill out this little thing and then, and talk to them. You can't just sign up for it. So you have to talk to the rep. It's worth it. Okay. Let's get into my conversation with John Mark Dubin. Hi, John. Welcome back to the program.
1: Hi, Sarah. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm just glad that you are here. I saw that you just put out a book. I've been following you. We've been friends for a while now. And so I get to see mm-hmm. all the good things that you're doing. And I think, and I've said this before, when you spoke at the censored conference, I said, I think you are as big or bigger than Snowden, but you just didn't get the mass media behind you probably because you're the real deal. Um, I, I mean, the stuff that you've been doing is incredible over the years. And I've been part of a lot of that. And it's, uh, I just, I i can't say enough of how much of, how much courage that you've shown over the years. So I'm just really impressed. And I wish more people knew about your work. And this is an attempt to get more people to learn about it.
1: Well, thanks. Uh, courage or stupidity, I still haven't figured out which one.
0: <laughs> well, I guess that goes for both of us, right? Uh, I, you know, you yeah. get to, you get to a point where you just realize you have you have to do it because it's the right thing to do. But you you've asylum in Russia, and people have been watching my show yeah. and following you. They know you know the background of why you were there, and you were fighting against the corruption here. You were right in the center of it, where the Epstein was, and you had all his files and tapes. And we had that on video we talked about that but you got out because you were trying to fight the Mm -hmm. corruption but now while you were there you know being a marine and and just having what what you are in your soul you got connected to what was going on in with the ukraine war and you actually were on the battleground in the donbass region and elsewhere with russian soldiers as the press can you talk about that a little bit because that's amazing. Because you did a sure. documentary that aired on OAN uh, b- before you decided to put out this book. I mean, we're going to talk about that as well. But talk about this.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I want to clarify. Um, yeah, I spent some time with the Russian military, but a majority of my time was not with them. It was just roaming around. They they, um, so I had to get press credentials. Uh, And when I got them, they never told me or any of the journalists what we could or could not write about. Uh, They never gave us any guidelines except that if you're going to the front lines, make sure you wear a helmet and a flak jacket because it's a good way to get killed if you don't. Uh, And that's really it. Um, They've never told us not to write about anything. Um, Well, let me me clarify that. If something – if we were in a place that was secret and um it could put troops lives in danger that's the only thing that we couldn't uh talk about was like the location or things like that but but generally speaking um that that was the uh that was the only thing
0: so and you were friends uh, with it was daria you were friends with daria dugan to write the you the journalist that was killed um, she's on part of that hit list. There's all these journalists on those hit lists, and she was. You were. I'm on the hit list. Part, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't doubt I was thinking, yeah. where? What number are you I'm on the hit out. list? I would assume you're on there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah. I, I don't. Do you even know what number? It doesn't matter. You're on the hit list. But Daria was an international figure that was killed, and you became friends with her. She's part of that. Was part of that documentary that you put out. I mean, what do you? Th- yeah, I was. Go ahead.
1: I was friends with her for three years before that even happened, so I've known her for a long time, and
0: she, um, she was it was her kid. first – Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's a great girl. I mean her dad's a great guy. His Her dad is smart as all can be, and if anybody hasn't read uh, the work by Alexander Dugan, they absolutely should um, because he's a brilliant geo, um, a political scientist, a brilliant philosopher, and um, you know he understands why it's so important to have a multipolar world, uh, and that's basically uh, like his uh, his his theories, like the fourth political theories, all about having a multipolar world.
0: Well, and they took and, her out. Uh, so, he, do you think when they took her out, it was to get at him, or just she was having too big of an impact during the war? I mean, she was legitimate in, in hard, her own right. It's,
1: she she was absolutely yeah, absolutely. It's hard to tell why exactly the reason, but um, um, you know, if they could have if if they could have got them both, it would have been a big bonus for the U-Crops, That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I just hardly Schlinger is someone I talk to a lot. He's on that hit list. He's like number eight or something. And la, the Larouche, um, uh, she's number one, <laughs> Helga LaRouche. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so he talks to me quite a bit. And he sent me a thing just this morning about the latest attacks on journalists in that area and that they are hell-bent on doing it. They feel that journalists are, this is what they think of you probably. Well, you're on the list, so they do. They think that journalists are just like soldiers and the bullets need to go towards the journalists just like you would a soldier because they're they're part of the war. I mean, that's what the latest propaganda coming out of Ukraine is, and that is a departure from the way people you know, Western world and civilization believes about journalism.
1: Yeah, so everything we've been seeing since 2000, like the end of 2019, since the pandemic, has been a huge departure in what has been happening in the world. Uh, the West sees everything as a huge opportunity to uh, maintain stringent control against the population. Um, and especially now with this administration in, they are building their power um very authoritarian, like, very totalitarian, like.
0: Yeah, that's
1: and crazy. yeah. And we see this war on journalists, even from our own administration, you know. Um, you get you get uh thrown off of all these different platforms. Um if you're a journalist and let's say you're like with NPR or somebody big and you accidentally like i think it was uh NBC uh journalist who was talking and there was like the ukrainian soldier in the background doing the nazi salute to the ukrainian flag
0: yeah
1: um and he got he got banned from ukraine so anything that makes them look bad which if you understood the facts, um, it it looks bad.
0: Yeah, it's it's everything. The truth looks bad because it is bad. Well, let's talk about your time on Donbass because you wrote this book because you wanted to say, hey, Mm -hmm. what the West is hearing, What you guys are hearing and what you're being subjected to is simply not the truth because I know I was on the ground talking to people, seeing things. Let's start with an overview of what, what are, what are the kind of the big things that you want to share that just is not true Well, is true? first
1: of all um the the entire reason why the war started uh that you get from the West is absolutely not true um and it's really strange because these sites like uh newsguard and these other People with Pentagon, uh, former Pentagon and CIA members on their boards of directors uh, have really done a good job at scrubbing actual factual information. Um, So, I mean, that being said, this war did not just start in 2022, February 24th, 2022. This has been going on for a very long time.
0: What would you say it started when we? Because I know we through we did a coup in twenty fourteen when we took out the Ukrainian government. Some people yeah. tie it to that point in time, but do you think it's before? Well, that? I think
1: that's that's the major factor, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, you look at two thousand five when uh, the Pentagon started dishing out um, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars uh, to the biological programs in Ukraine. Yeah. And this, these all started in 2005. I wrote about this in a chapter of my book. Well, let's um, talk
0: about that a little bit in this, but keep, mm-hmm. keep going on your train of thought. But I really want to dive into the biological um, labs because that's a huge, yeah, sure, sure. huge thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, and then and then in 2014, you had the coup that was uh, funded and staged by the United States. And they sold um, the
0: entire Ukrainian treasury at that same time. I had a whistleblower from the uh, banking system from Latvia, where they they believe that's where they funneled it through. But they stole the entire treasury down to fifty five dollars or something less than hundred bucks. Can you imagine?
1: Yeah, I, no, I, it's amazing. Um, and I, I don't know about that. Uh, I didn't no, write that was, about that. That, but hap- the, that happened.
0: The- for sure that happened. OAN I, covered it and but who did it? I oh, I'm it sure it lot. did. Yeah, I just Yes. Oh, you I just were didn't just didn't know. Yeah. But, yeah, um, no, no, that's good.
1: Yeah. But but the corruption is absolutely staggering. And uh one of my interviews was with a former com- um a former commander of uh the Ukrainian armed forces. His name was Mike uh Mikhail Maiman, Who uh and this is right from his mouth. Um, they engaged in a massive narcotics uh, manufacturing um, uh, operation. The Ukrainian government did. Okay.
0: And what and do you mean by narcotics? Com- like you're talking illegal drugs that they gave the soldiers and everything else
1: synthetic cocaine and methamphetamine. Okay. Yes. And. And because all these soldiers on the front line were getting money, they had nowhere to spend it, so what the commanders would do is they would uh, push these narcotics. They were making $600,000 per day pushing the these sulfur? narcotics to the soldiers on the front lines.
0: Oh, that's yes. so sad. And they, but they wanted the soldiers to be high on things because it got them to fight more. So they were taking their money while getting them high and getting them to fight more. That's so evil. Oh, my that's God. Correct. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, it, yeah. It put everybody at risk too, right? I mean, the, these soldiers are what they have a day, eight hours is the average lifespan once they get on the front line.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what the average lifespan is, but. I mean the, the stories that I heard from witnesses on the ground that I write about in my book were talking about um, high Ukrainian soldiers running through um, uh, Volnovakha, uh, which is a city, um, burning down schools and laughing, um, using their tanks to shoot down hospitals uh, because there were – like in Volnovakha hospital, there were 700 civilians uh in the basement
0: now part of that including six go ahead including well
1: what i was gonna say including six uh babies that were born in the
0: basement. there are so many supplements out there it's confusing what's best for optimizing your health beyond getting your basic nutrition if there's one vital ingredient for optimal health it's carbon 60. why Because Carbon 60 is the world's most effective supplement at reducing inflammation and increasing longevity. Inflammation is a major contributing factor of almost all disease, including Alzheimer's, asthma, cancer, heart disease, obesity, and COVID vaccine injury. If you are serious about your health, try Carbon 60. Be careful though, not all Carbon 60 supplements are equal. I recommend Carbon 60 by Live Longer Labs, the scientists who first brought you carbon 60 that was suitable for human consumption. They were also first to bring you carbon 60 in pill form, first to incorporate black seed oil and curcumin, and first to incorporate frequency technology that gives you full spectrum health. You can be confident that you will be buying the absolute best. Buy or learn more with the link below or go to sarahwessel.com under shop. Okay, so – but this is part of why they were doing this crazy stuff is because of that narcotics operation where these people are high on meth and cocaine, and so that's why they were doing this. I mean healthy, normal human beings don't go around shooting up hospitals, but if they're high on cocaine, then maybe they would.
1: Yeah, no, you're right, and you know what? Um, If you talk to the average Ukrainian soldier, right, they don't have a problem with Russia. They are brothers and the same, same goes with Russia. When you talk to the Russian soldiers, they love their Ukrainian brethren. Um, And so the fact that they have to fight against each other is really, I mean, it's, it's, it's even more than a civil war. If, if, if you can say that.
0: It's like our civil war in the United States where the South fight fought against the North and they didn't want to kill each other, but they did. So, but there's. The soldiers themselves might not have animosity towards each other, but the governments do, especially the Ukraine government. They showed their animosity by slaughtering a lot of people in that region before the supposed war broke out.
1: Well, so here's what happened with that, okay? Um, You've heard of the Azov Battalion.
0: Yep. And the Azov, they
1: they were something else, but they became the Azov battalion in 2014 because after the pro Western government came to power, okay, Poroshenko and his goons, after they came to power in the United States, uh, what you have to remember about the Donbass is it is the majority of all manufacturing in agriculture is is in the Donbass region. So when they wanted to gain control, um, regular Ukrainian soldiers wouldn't fight. So the Azov Battalion was funded by the Ukrainian and American governments, given all these crazy weapons, and they're the ones that were, they killed 14,000 men, women, and children uh over the last uh nine years
0: yeah you gave me and that they're report. still doing it to this day yeah you gave me that yeah, report, and i but... published it in it detail proof that this slaughter was going on
1: yeah and that's uh the the ocsc that's an independent agency um so I'll
0: put, I'll put the link below so people if i can remember i'll make sure i put that link below otherwise you can go to sarahwestell.com and search for it but this is what you saw on the front lines and all that regular ukrainian soldiers with the cocaine and methamphetamines running through their bodies they can't think clearly and they essentially turn them into these crazed lunatics what does what do the russian soldiers do when they're seeing this craziness i mean are they try to stopping it are they trying to protect the region right now or are they trying to still take it over what's really happening well and
1: this this is a very complicated uh issue. Um in 2014, the Donbass uh regions, they actually held their own referendum right after Crimea was uh had its referendum. And at that time, Putin said, Look, it's it's too much politically. Um, we can't we can't accept you into Russia at this time. And um the, the people of Donbass were very, very upset about that. Um, and then I think it was, uh, let's see, February 22nd, Putin recommend uh, uh, recognized Donbass as, as its own independent state. And because he did that, they could go in and protect them. Uh, something that you don't ever hear about is um, – you heard about Russia amassing troops and tanks on the border back People. in February yeah. January and February. Right. But what you didn't hear about was that on the other border, the border of uh Donbass and Ukraine, uh the Ukrainians were amassing their tanks and their troops and they were going to go in and take Donbass by force. It, that's why the war started when it did because Ukrainian government was sending troops in full force to basically take over the region.
0: Yeah, and people just didn't realize what was actually happening there. But let's talk about the, the bioweapons labs, because that seems like it's a huge sure. aspect of this, what they're trying to cover up, especially with what was with, you know, with COVID yeah. and all that what did you find because you actually saw them when you were on the ground what are we hearing with the bioweapons labs and some of them are like in apartment buildings on the basement and stuff so when they're blowing up apartment buildings it looks like they're just hurting civilians and they're really trying to take over these bioweapons you can't just blow up a bioweapon lab though that's too dangerous too so talk, talk about what's what's happening with that
1: yeah so uh i've been to three different ones and um, the the placement of some of them are definitely questionable. Um, and yes, you mentioned you mentioned about um, in apartment buildings. There are some that are in apartment buildings. But I think the most sinister one is up in uh, Kharkiv. and it is in the basement of a veterinary clinic. This veterinary clinic happens to be right in the middle of the forest, and it is located about 500 meters from a small airstrip. This there used to be American jet that used to come every week or month or so, and offload samples to these laboratories pick up samples from this laboratory and then take off and fly back to America again
0: we're talking about the BioLabs and the Donbass region which ones are still operating and not operating
1: so in the Donbass they've all been destroyed but there are a lot all through Ukraine so um yeah
0: so we just don't know how many unless you can get into those areas and that's good that they've been destroyed in the Donbass region. Now, what are you seeing? What other things are you seeing that the Western media or that people just need to know about just so that we can? I mean, Because people are worried about, you know, Putin taking over and and that they think that Ukraine is a strategic position. And that if we let that go, then then there's issues with our power balance in the world. And wh- what do you think of that based on what you're hearing?
1: Well, look, Russia has a right to its own sovereignty, its own security. Um, That would be like saying uh, if Russia went into Mexico or Russia went into Canada and started a military alliance there, that the United States would be should be fine with it and it's not true. They shouldn't be fine with it. Nobody expects them to be fine with it. Just like nobody should expect um you, uh Russia to be fine with NATO, which was started to uh basically fight Russia, uh keep encroaching on Russian borders. I mean, they've done this before. That's
0: right. And and William that's the Burns, treaty. Yeah. Right? I mean that's our treaty with, that we put in place. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. William Burns, uh, who was Bill Clinton's – I think he was a CIA director or national security director, um, even threatened to quit when the Clinton administration was going to try to push to have Ukraine join NATO because he said, no, it's a a red line that's going to cause a war. So they've known that this is going to cause a war, and yet this is exactly what they used to cause the war.
0: They want the war, right? I mean, this is what they're pushing for. Do the people in Russia know that they're pushing for this world war?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean.
0: They're keen on that. Probably more than the people in the United States are because it's closer to you.
1: Well, no, it's not even that. It's because they hide the facts and they lie in the Western media. Uh, Everything you're being told is manipulated and it's a lie. They don't it do that really here,
0: is. it is um, it's just crazy. They do a certain amount of that there, but not like here. I mean, well, there, go ahead,
1: yeah. I mean, everybody has their spin on things, sure, but but um, they they there is reporting that is not you know, when when something looks kind of not kosher, they will report on it here, so um.
0: Well, here there's a blackout just a total media blackout and all you get is this bs lies and the thing is is the independent media is exposing it and but the regular people here don't have no clue so That's correct. I mean it's really it's really sad now the Ukraine is losing it, pretty much it's getting out and they're starting to admit it, that Ukraine is just losing. Now what have you seen and what are you hearing are they ready to fold and what time frames are we seeing and and if they are will nato come in and just take over i mean that's probably what i i think will happen
1: this whole thing started uh because of well one of the things that caused it to start was because of nato so no nato is not coming to ukraine russia will never let that happen there will be a world war there will be nukes dropped before um uh NATO goes into Ukraine. And um
0: is that what they're saying in Russia? There will be nukes dropped if you get in I mean is that their land line in the sand?
1: No, but um I think it's pretty clear. I think it's pretty clear where this is going. It's scary as hell.
0: It is scary as hell. Uh, I know that Harley um Schlanger who has been on my show a lot and um Helga LaRouche I interviewed her for mm -hmm. the Censored conference they're very concerned about nuclear war. Uh, Scott Ritter, the same way I had him on my show. I know you have been talking about it, but how serious is it? I mean, a Russia, I mean, they've been pretty restrained. But in our our Western world, these guys think they can win a nuclear war. They say that. They can win a strategic nuclear war.
1: can't happen. It's impossible. You can't win a nuclear war. There's no winning a nuclear war. So... All right. Let's say let's say uh, Russia launches 2000 nukes and only half of them hit or even 10 percent of them hit. That's 200 nukes. That's 200 cities that are decimated. How many people is that going to be?
0: It's a total. It's just lunacy. Right. Um, Especially Mm -hmm. if you're doing the major nuclear weapons versus tactical nukes, which is just like a city block or something. I mean, I can't even believe they're talking about this stuff, but they are.
1: But, but this is what the West is pushing for. And you know what? They're doing the same damn thing with, with Taiwan. They're doing the same thing with Taiwan.
0: They are. It's very scary. Now, what, what is the attitude and the sentiment there? Do they think that – do they realize that the people aren't – this isn't the people. This is just a small, select group of people, neocons in control – and the people, if they knew the truth, they wouldn't be supporting this.
1: Yeah, they, they know that here. They know that here.
0: Oh, they know that. So they know what what this is one big mind war propaganda thing. But they went through that themselves, right? I mean, the Soviet Union, before it fell, was essentially a bubble propaganda. And that's what we yeah. have. We have our own Soviet Union going on here right now, which they got out of.
1: Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. It's um what's happening is in the West I'm it's shocking you know I mean the sh- the sanctions alone should be a cautionary tale to to people about how stupidly our government is acting because even before this war kicked off when America was talking about sanctions if the war did happen, I said that it was stupid and you know my eyes were open because in 2014. When they put sanctions because of Crimea, uh, I saw whole new industries cropping up left and right in Russia. And now that now with these sanctions, and it's interesting because I write about this in my book. Um well, we'll talk about China in a sec, but uh uh we're, we're I mean, Russia's economy is absolutely booming now with all of the expansion because so of these we sanctions. Help-
0: you know, we helped Russia build, we've helped, we're helping them boom. And with the BRICS nations, it's also um, fueling everybody moving towards the BRICS nations and getting, it's like they're doing it on purpose to build up the BRICS nations and to destroy our country.
1: So this is something that I wrote about in my book. Um, China Joe got millions and millions of dollars from China. And what happened at the start of this war? Sanctions. And what do sanctions do? Well, the Western automakers all pulled out. So you don't have uh, Chevy or Ford or or Jeep here anymore. They're gone. The the, uh, Audi, BMW, Mercedes, they're gone. Toyota, they're gone the chinese percentage of cars on the road here jumped from five percent to sixty percent
0: oh wow
1: sixty percent
0: so we're helping china grow by doing this
1: this is a huge win for china and i cannot think that these two events are unrelated the huge win for China and all the money that Joe got from China. I do just.
0: You, do you think China's probably behind this based on just how. No, people? I don't think
1: China's behind it. No.
0: What do you think? I think
1: China's benefiting it, benefiting, they're benefiting,
0: benefiting. but they're not behind it. Um, but I guys, think it's the,
1: the Biden administration. I think it's the Biden administration returning the favor.
0: Returning, these, returning the favor to China. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So.
1: I know nobody's talking about that.
0: No, they are not. Nobody's
1: connecting that dot.
0: They aren't connecting that dot and what that means. And it's hard not to think that China's more involved, but I think China is embedded. we got a lot of stupid people here who are willing to sell out our country for, I don't even, I don't think they're, they're just not thinking. Or they don't care. They don't, they've already got themselves placed. They don't care if we all go down for the sake of their, own whatever they don't care about their children anything okay let's talk a little bit about what you saw in the Donbass region when you were actually talking to the people on the ground because I know you have a whole half of your book is just dedicated to the people and the stories
1: yeah um so I interviewed a lot of people and regular people who were in a position to Point the finger at the proper party. Um, let's say let's say two different guys walk up to somebody on the on the subway station in New York. One of them punches them in the face, and they have to identify them to the cop. Well, the victim is going to point out the right person, and it's the same thing here. The people here they know who the Ukrainians are, they know who the Russians are, they know who is responsible for what, and. In story after story that I am told, um, it is the Ukrainian military holding hostages in buildings, snipers shooting at civilians if they tried to evacuate, um, and then those same soldiers burning the buildings to draw fire from Russia or shooting at the Russians from these buildings to draw fire from Russia meanwhile all these civilians are trapped inside so and there are so many stories and i wish i could have included all of them in a the book i just it, it it'd be uh it'd be a 20,000 page book but uh you know the book is 400 pages 400 yeah 400 pages and i mean you read these stories and you're not going to have dry eyes i mean just The tales of deceit and manipulation um, and coercion and death that I have spoken to these people about, just unbelievable.
0: Well, they're going after these innocent civilians, so why is – what's the point of that? Are they – is it just to win at all costs, or are they just nutty because of the drugs?
1: Well – what is? no no there's a very this is typical cia stuff and let me explain it like this so first of all the ukrainian government looks at the people in the donbass as traitors and separatists okay that's what they are to the ukrainian government um and that's what they are to the azov battalion and that's what they tell the people there we you mean nothing to us you're You're still here. You didn't evacuate. Before the war started, you're a traitor or you're a separatist. So that's the first thing. The second thing is by using these people that they care nothing about, uh, by driving up the body count, they can parade this across the world, splash it across the media, and say, look what Russia did. And the Western media, they won't ask questions they will not come here and do their own independent reporting they just report yes freaking russia came in they killed all these people and they are the bad guys um so that's that's the game that's their tactics
0: well but the people on the ground know better they know what's going on obviously well the
1: people here yes
0: the people in the, 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 the problem is with the people here. The
1: problem is with the media in the West this. and how they're lying to you guys.
0: It's the well, It's the media. Uh, <laughs> so, where can people get a copy of your book? Because I this is important. People need to know know these stories and know the truth of what's going on. We can't make good decisions without understanding what the truth is. So, where do they get a copy of your book?
1: It's on Amazon. It's called Betrayal of Truth. Um, it's a very thick book. It's six by nine, so uh, I've made it the lowest possible price I could make it on Amazon. Sorry, it's uh, it's not cheap, but
0: well, you got to make money. Uh, How how much is it listed on it and on Amazon?
1: It's it's fourteen bucks for the soft cover.
0: Okay, that's not that bad. Uh,
1: No, it's not bad. It's seven. I think seven bucks for Kindle. Okay. Um, but there is a hard A hardcover version and it has a bunch of um color photos in there at 65 bucks i don't expect it to sell but i had the photos i just decided to throw it on there just
0: no do you you make money are you going to make some good money on some of this at least a little percentage to keep you going because journalists need money to keep i
1: I make about a dollar a book so it's not much
0: Okay, but well, let's hope that we get a hundred thousand copies sold, and maybe you can make a hundred. I mean, you should, I mean, people, we need to be supporting people like you. Uh, hopefully, the bigger books you make, maybe you'll sell like a hundred of those bigger books and make a few. Thousand yeah, but you dollars. know what? I, I,
1: I, I think the price is very high, and I understand it's inflation in the West and all this other stuff. But um, I've priced them as low as possible for that type of book, so that
0: makes that's sense. why I only
1: make a buck a book. And even on the harder ones, I think.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, wow. That's so I, I don't care. Copies. I don't care. I mean no, my I
1: my point is the information needs to get out there.
0: I, I know. I've been we've been friends for a while. And so I know how you work. And you're always about doing what's right and getting it out there and putting yourself. You are you're a US Marine. You're an ex-sheriff deputy. I mean, you have the that mindset built into you about what's important. And I'm just always impressed with watching what you do and what you get yourself involved in and trying to get to the truth. I mean, some of the stories we have together is pretty incredible. So I I just thank you for everything that you're doing. And I'll have the link below so that people know where to go to get your book. And um, again, they just should be, it's another source of truthful information from somebody on the ground. And you're one of the only journalists, period, from the West who've actually been on the ground in those regions.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've invited journalists to come here. I've invited a lot of them. I even invited uh, Jose Lambier. He's kind of a freelancer for Daily Mail, and he asked the Daily Mail if he could go, and Daily Mail said no. So...
0: <laughs> nobody, it, they won't let anybody go.
1: No, they they don't let anybody go. And it's very sad. It's <laughs> very sad. I mean yeah, you can't because I would like to see how these journalists these so-called journalists in the west can live with themselves after talking to some of these people um hearing some of the stories finding out what these weapons from the west are doing to the ordinary civilians uh in the Donbass and then try to do their reporting with a straight face so mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, they earned the reputation of being called horror media. They've earned that, and yeah. this is a good example of that. Okay, well, good. You know what? I'm going to have the link below, and where can people follow you? you have a, you're still on YouTube? I know you get strikes, and are you still?
1: No, nope. my YouTube channel got deleted.
0: Okay, so... I was going to say, I'm surprised if you're still there. So, But you're on Rumble, right, and BitChute?
1: I'm on Rumble, yeah. I have a Telegram channel, too. It's Bad Wolf News, B-A-D-V-O-L-F-N-E-W-S. Okay. So.
0: Okay, so that's where you're putting up most of your, your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I have my third channel on YouTube. I created a new uh, persona, and I, I only have 360 followers. I'm not expecting that to go anywhere, and I can't air these kind of interviews there. You just, you know, there's certain things you just can't air there. Um, it's amazing isn't people. it yeah they should that should tell people you, you gotta be uh, more aware or just i don't know people are still using it in mass i think we um we're not penetrating deep enough into the psyche of of some of these people they just are being sheeped along that's where yeah. the term sheep came from i guess it's true yeah <laughs> people are sheep oh, okay yeah
1: i also have um uh on twitter um real bad wolf Real B A D V O L F. Okay, so they can follow me there because okay. I now that Twitter is owned by Musk, um, at least more stuff's getting out there.
0: At least it's that you're up there. You're not deleted. I don't know how how solid that is, but at least you're up there okay well good well thank you again so much john and i'll make sure they get all these links and um you have an amazing day i know it's later there and um take care of yourself Stay, stay safe
1: you too sarah goodbye <laughs>